What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy Marty Bent here on a Friday morning, recording early. Matt, thank you for accommodating this early recording. Anything for you, Marty? You know, I got college friends in town. I'm going to meet up with them, get a little rowdy in a little bit. Um, but enough about my personal life. Uh, the Bitcoin price is a bit higher from when we last met. It's uh, currently, according to the Trade Block XBX index, the Bitcoin price is $4,992.08. Matt, what uh, block height are we at? Just a little bit higher, huh, on the price? <laughs> Just a wee bit higher. Where were we last episode? Uh, like 3800 or something? So we posted last week, which would have been March 29th, I believe. For some reason, the, the UI on this is not working. Probably around like... 3,800. Yeah, that's what I just said. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. Came out of nowhere. We'll, uh, we'll get what prices on the topic this, uh, on the topic list this week. We'll get to it. Before we get to that, I'm going to give a shout out to this week's sponsor. We're at Block Hype 570. Oh, you didn't give it? Yeah, 570 Yes, Block Hype 570 Um, yeah, this episode of Tales from the Crypt, this edition of Rabbit Hole Recap is brought to you by Unchained Capital. Uh, we've been talking about them for a few weeks now. They have just released their Vault service, which is a two of three multi-sig solution uh, where you have 100% control and 100% sovereignty over your funds at all times. Uh, you can uh, I- interact with the multi-sig scheme with Unchained using a Ledger or Trezor or other hardware wallets in the future. And basically, if you ever need Unchained to come in and sign a transaction for you, uh, they are there to help. And then on top of that, if you uh, want to KYC yourself a little bit and get uh, liquidity in the form of a loan, you can do that right from the vault as well. We actually uh, went and saw Dhruv Bensal, uh, the CEO of Unchain, or the CSO of Unchain founder as well, uh, give the presentation on Monday night uh, and sort of demo the vault service. And it seems really cool. Um, it, it's something that uh, as we grow, what we're building here at TTC as a business, we'll probably use and engage in and something I think is much needed uh, from a UX perspective. They, they really do a good job of educating you of what's happening along the way as you're creating these multi-sig contracts. Uh, it's important to note that product is free too. Yes. You only pay if they sign. So if you only if you sign with, with uh, your two hardware devices, which like the recommended setup is, is you set it up with a Trezor and a Ledger. So if either... If there's a compromise in either, you're fine. And then they don't use either. They don't use any hardware wallet. They have their own procedures. So you have three separate key schemas there. And uh, but if you're signing the transaction, you never pay a fee, which is pretty awesome. You only pay if they sign, and that's uh, I think 0.1 percent, right? Uh, they get 10 bips if they sign it. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, and they're actually working on open sourcing all this too. So if you don't want to engage with Unchained. Uh, they do not care. They just want people to be secure in in when they're storing their Bitcoin. So all of this, mul- all their multi-sig scheme will be open sourced and is all p- open source already. Uh, I believe they're going to throw a UI on it too. For the yeah, they source. have an open source tool, uh, and they show you how to verify everything as you because you want to verify that the address is actually derived from the keys provided. Um, they they show you how to do all that. The UX is is fantastic. It's really it's just, I was blown away by the demo. I look for, I haven't, neither of us have tried it yet. We're going to try it out. Um, my only drawback is they do require name and stuff for their own um, security procedures. When, when they sign with you, they want to know who you are. 
Uh, so if you do it, you know, I, I, w- I would use Wasabi first and then deposit from Wasabi. So you you delink your transactions, your previous transactions. Yeah, it's good OPSEC there. Um, and then, yeah, so if you guys want to check this out, go to unchained-capital.com, uh, their vault service. And if you guys sign up uh, using our ref link, which we'll put in uh, the bio, you get three free months of Safedina Moose's, the Bitcoin Standard News Bulletin, which is a great, great resource from a, from a great economic thinker in the space. Matt, what a week. What a crazy week it's been. The excitement's back in the, uh, back in the air. Uh, volatility's back in the market. Uh, do you want to start with the correction or do you just want to jump straight into? Well, let's start with the correction because okay. I was a little bit embarrassed about that last week. Uh, we talked about this, uh, one of our favorite lightning apps uh, from Async. Uh, the Eclair wallet, which is on Android, mm-hmm. um, that does not use Neutrino to fetch blocks. It uses traditional Electrum servers. You can point it to your own server if you want to. Uh, the way they got around Watchtowers, we mentioned Watchtowers, which was their initial hope for the wallet, which is basically you have nodes on the network that for a fee watch for um, one-sided closes that are malicious and enforce enforce the rule set to take the funds and give you the funds. Um, this doesn't use watchtowers. Instead, it uses a two-week default close time. So as long as you sign into Electrum, as long as you sign into Eclair, uh, once every two weeks you open the wallet, you should be good. Yeah. Um, so sorry for maybe leading you freaks astray last week. We, uh, we uh, misunderstood uh, what had what had been released for for that wild in particular? Also, M- Marty doesn't have an Android, so yeah, I've never used this stuff. But I uh, I downloaded it after the pod. Um, I had downloaded it previously before they had receives enabled, and it was a much prior version. The new the new version, and it was still great then. But the new version is fantastic. It's it's uh it's a really slick UX and full featured app. It runs an actual Lightning node on your device. It's pretty badass. Yeah, no. So go check that out if you guys are Android users and are looking for uh, another Lightning wallet to test out. A Lightning note on your phone. A Lightning note on your phone. Um, speaking of which, this is on the list, but I saw a lot of people are, are headed to the Understand Bitcoin conference in Malta, and uh, Udi Werthmeyer showed off uh, one of the AB Core nodes on a very small like Android AirPlay device, I believe, or something like that. Well, AirPlay is the Apple technology or whatever. Or the Apple standard, but yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it it's was... like an Android TV device made by one of the Chinese companies. Uh, basically, just a really cheap way to have a note at home, and I think he's demoing it like probably right now. Uh, all those, I'm getting massive FOMO about Malta, by the way. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I, but anyway, it's all live streamed and. The recordings are up on are going to be up on YouTube afterwards, so you can see all that stuff as well. Yeah, we'll link to that as well. It looks like a very, very uh, uh, dense and educational conference. I, I'm getting a little bit of FOMO too. Uh, speaking of FOMO, it seems like there were some buyers uh, getting FOMO uh, in the Bitcoin markets earlier this week, Monday. It was manipulation, Marty. Manipulation, yeah, dude. Tether. Did you see Tether got uh, untethered from the dollar peg there? When the price goes up, it's manipulation. When the price goes down, it's proof that Bitcoin is beanie babies. Yes, this is uh, this is the only way that you can that you can analyze these markets. It's either manipulation or you're being vindicated that Bitcoin is stupid. 
with this price increase, we actually uh, came to find that it was not manipulation. Cumberland, uh, which is an OTC desk base out of Chicago, came out. I wrote about it in the Bent this morning. So go check that out if you freaks haven't already. But they basically came out and said, yes, Monday night, April 1st, uh, while the price was going through uh, like a, a crazy jump, I believe it jumped 15 to 18 percent in the course of a few hours. Uh, there were at least 10 chunks of uh, market buys of more than a thousand Bitcoin at once, like over the course of that that hour. Um, so Cumberland basically came well, out. That's like five million dollar orders, right? Yeah. Pretty big orders. Doing my math right, right? Yeah. Thousand times five thousand. So Cumberland came out and verified that no, it's not manipulation. There were actually uh, material buys that, that that may have pushed the price up. Well, so this all started because routers or routers. I don't even know. Anyway, routers. I say routers. Just came out with the article. Reuters. It's that, Reuters. Reuters. That's what it is. Yeah. They came out with the article that just quoted like one dude, and he was like, a hundred million dollar order did this whole thing and it was done by one group or one person across three different exchanges. And his proof was that all the exchanges in the same hour had massive volume. Like, no, that's just how like Bitcoin works. Like that doesn't prove fucking shit. But that said, who, you know, what is manipulation in a global unregulated market? Like, is there, does manipulation as long as I would say, as long as the exchange isn't doing it, if it's actually traders on a free market, then it's traders on a free market. You know, if you do massive amount of buys at the same time and there's a lot of leverage shorts, like the price is going to go really high really quickly. Yeah, that was what was uh, insane to see because this actually happened Monday night after the Unchained uh, demo. Oh, yeah, we were getting trashed. Yeah, we were. I was we had uh, stayed after the demo at the bar for, for a few too many hours. And I was in the cab ride back and like going through Twitter and it was like midnight, 1230, maybe 1am. I just saw BitMEX Rex, uh, BitMEX wrecked the Twitter account, just like showing everybody getting margin called and somebody got margin called like 10 million contracts. At, like, I believe it was like $4,900 or something like that. It was insane. It's, it's pretty crazy because April Fool's Day is the worst day of the year in, in crypto land. You never know what's real and what's fake because so much shit is just so ridiculous in the space to begin with. So I tend, it's probably my least paying attention day of the year. Like I, I like check Twitter once, twice the whole day. And I, I got just, got early on in the morning. It was like, fuck. Yeah, I just don't fucking, I just opt out. I just do not participate in that stupid fucking holiday. And then of course, like, Maybe I should just not pay attention to it more often and the price will go up 15%. <laughs> no, but it was, uh, it was in parabolic Trav came back from the dead. That was interesting to see. We have, uh, somebody who we thought we may have lost forever, uh, rise from the dead with, with a simple gif. May have lost forever. Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not going to comment. It's our boy, Matt. Yeah. I, he kind of. <laughs> I won't. I won't do the bleep on you. Okay, we are, um, we're getting bleep technology in the future, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter either way. I'm glad he seems like he's doing all right, and I'm glad about that. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just wanted to say, I just want to go back because I've been thinking about it since we talked about the Unchained Cap Multisig, and like we, they are our ad partner, and then we talked about. Then we talked about how great a product it was. And then you showed our ref link. I just, 
like we would not be shilling it if we didn't think like this product is like best in class. Like I just like I know like people and you you people should question that, but you know we're not going to sell out over the ad money they give us. Definitely not. No, and this is and again I'm actually recorded with Parker Lewis is on the Unchained team as well and. He's just somebody I respect in general. I've known well before he he joined the Unchained team and is somebody who knows global markets on a level that very few people I've ever met in my life do and really understands Bitcoin as well. Um, And this is in Dhruv I've had on the podcast before and before we even approached uh, advertising on this podcast. And you guys can go listen to the interview for yourself. Dhruv's incredibly smart as well. Somebody who actually has created the only uh, provably secure smart contract on Ethereum, I'm pretty sure. Like the one contract that's been audited by everybody in the Ethereum community that's been like, okay, this is actually provably secure. So he's somebody who... Sounds like a bold claim. (laughs) Well, yeah, it does. Um, Skeptical. (laughs) As you should be, but this is a secure... The team with a security-first mindset that... No, yeah, they're badass. Like we had, I mean... Yeah, I had a very long conversation with Parker on 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 April first, the night we had drinks, and yeah. uh, they're just a badass team. They're they're both great, and yeah. Well, speaking of April first, getting back to like the price movement, do you think like the first day of the quarter has anything to do with that? Do you think like a fund got like the okay to market buy? Like, let's think about how like foolish this market buys were too. Like, they didn't even scale in; they just market bought. Well, they're not foolish if you have positions already and you're trying to liquidate the shorts. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, is that manipulation? Like, that's not really... Mm-hmm. Like, market buys make sense if you have massive Bitcoin positions on the side already. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the quarter could have something to do with why it. Do you, why, do you think, why do you think these buyers... It's Bitcoin being Bitcoin. Why do you think they bought uh, so hastily? Do you think it was, like, the beginning of the quarter? They got the okay from whoever gives them the okay to release their funds? Or do you think it was just... I think they Some. saw I think I think that um Bitcoin was trading in a tight range. There was l- massive amounts of leverage on the short side and some people saw an opportunity to to bid up the price and and profit off of that. Uh and then as they did that, other people jumped in with FOMO as well. There's always, you know, people, people, there was, your phone probably blew up in the days that followed, right? That all of a sudden oh people that hadn't texted me in like six, seven, eight months, like well, we're finally coming out of the woodwork. I'm lucky to have the Barstool indicator. When they start talking about Bitcoin Marty on Barstool Radio, uh, that's when I, my ears get peaked and I'm like, all right, uh, if uh, the Barstool crew is talking about Bitcoin, they're getting interested maybe back but like we literally talked about this a couple of days earlier before this all went down on on that roundtable pod with uh johnny and uh, tom great great episode go check um, that out if you freaks haven't already and, and we were talking about how much easier it is to move money from the sidelines like how much money is ready to move out within hours into bitcoin as opposed to weeks or months in 2017. Right, and that's this was a perfect example of that being. It can just turn on you super quick. You know, it's already in a illiquid market, so it can just, especially on the long side, it can just go crazy on you. This is what Bitcoin Tina warned us of. <laughs> you have a nad-ripping uh, turn of events to the upside. 
you never know when it's going to happen. And now we have Mirage coming out as 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 not bearish, kind of bullish, but not bearish at least. Yeah, so that's the good next topic. Uh, the MVT signal ratio, uh, Wu, uh, Willie Wu, who uh, he's a he was the first he invented this. this I think signal. he invented MVT. Yeah, he invented the signal, or at least he adapted it from someone who mentioned it on Bitcoin Talk. Yes, um, and so it appears that Willie Wu. Murad and David Puel uh, in the trading community have been looking at this signal more intently and have noticed that some of the data feeders that have been going into the the uh, the signal uh, are not as accurate as previously thought, uh, particularly uh, blockchain.info's daily Bitcoin transaction data. Um, Who the fuck trusts blockchain.info, man? <laughs> So Matt, explain explain in more detail what what. what I don't know. Happened. It seems like blockchain.info was underreporting numbers and it threw off their numbers. Yeah. Um, and it makes sense because well, blockchain.info was already inept, but then after Bitcoin Cash and they threw their hat in that ring, like like this could easily they could. I wouldn't be surprised if they're intentionally underreporting the transaction numbers on blockchain.info. Um, anyway. When they compared it to Coinmetrics data, it became obvious that they were underreporting. Um, I think they also, before they compared it to Coinmetrics data, they compared it to UTXOs that were less than one day old because that's basically a new transaction. So it was another way of getting that data. Um, and and with that all said, and also with our recent like 20% increase, they've come out and said that they think the bottom already happened at 3150. 3150 yeah yeah which one when was that had to be like a month ago maybe no it was longer ago than that was it it was definitely longer ago than that and our most recent bet with Murad was at 3400 for august 1st oh, the yeah. over under on that 3150 was in like december yeah so maybe. if that actually is the bottom then the cycles are not getting longer Either that or it's like a longer version of the first half of 2013 where it went to like 250 and back down. Yeah. And then it's that ver that part is longer and it, or is shorter well, than you know, two-year cycle. You and know? I know people don't like to say this time is different, but I think inherently... <laughs> Every time I said this time is different, it's just <laughs> I know. It's just but just from me. an... Well, again, going back to like the barstool indicator thing, like this time is different in the sense that there you don't have to like there's already a certain amount of awareness that's like in people's consciousness from previous bubbles in the mainstream now um so now when it pops up again it's like holy crap it's back it's still alive and you bootstrap sort of that that retail that became disinterested but that's the same as the other cycles right yeah but now there's a bigger there's like a like a bigger right. pool it gets amplified every time exactly um, amplified and nets up yes um so, so but not different it's like same different but yes the same. the same yes yes either way they think the bottom's in so either we we the bottom's in and that's awesome and or, or this is like a huge or the bottom's trap. not in and at least they were wrong too right at least Murad <laughs> can't be like well i told you guys <laughs> so they have that going for us and ho hopefully we get get some nice expensive food out of it as well right yeah, no, I think uh, Murad actually in a side channel said, I, I don't know if I'm going to be winning that bet. So we'll see.
Yeah, so, I'm just definitely not going to jinx it. Just everyone stay humble. Don't overextend exactly. yourself. Exactly. Stay humble. Stay humble. Don't overextend. Definitely don't overextend. This is, and this is something I wrote about recently. Um, I was like, try to develop the stoic mindset and not get caught up in the euphoria. It's very easy. Did you to get do. caught up in the euphoria? Yes, of course I did. I got caught up in the euphoria. <laughs> but popped a bottle of champagne. No. Nice. You were popping champagne already? I pop champagne easily. Champagne popping is, you know, 15% fucking gain over two days or whatever. You can pop some champagne over that. Right, come on. It days. wasn't success champagne. It was like. Relief champagne? You know, it was. Those no corners are really salty and I'm feeling good. Champagne. <laughs> it is true. Um, actually, speaking of popping champagne, uh, a popular pop culture Bitcoin reference of popping champagne is Greg Maxwell when he popped champagne uh, during the 2017 bull run when the fees uh, subsidy uh, surpassed the block reward for for one block or two blocks, I believe. Uh, this uh, brings to our attention the fact that when the, the hype cycle does come back and there are more transactions on chain, the fees are going to rise. And we saw that this week. Fees went up. But they're barely up. Like people that think fees are high. I posted a chart yesterday. Mm-hmm of going back to i think 2016 or like early 2017 and we're still just like a blip on the radar compared to what it was at before so be prepared you know fees can go up higher from here they they probably will go up higher from here whether that's now or whether that's in six months they will be higher than they currently are so you want to do things that benefit from low fee transactions now while it's cheaper for you, um, things like wasabi, right? Very transaction intensive. You're mixing all these transactions up that cost a lot in transaction fees. They try and keep it as minimal as possible. And this is actually my first time using wasabi in a fee market type situation. And it's pretty cool that they have it implemented. They use the lowest fee and then they, as the unconfirmed transactions add up, they keep increasing the transaction fee until the whole bundle gets confirmed. Um, that's pretty cool. And yeah, it's a very smart way of handling it. So Wasabi will give you the lowest fees it can possibly give you run that now while, while it's cheaper for you to do so. Um, then alternatively, and this is why we had that discussion with Nopara about consolidating after Wasabi is fees are higher. If you have more, uh, inputs in your transaction, if you combine UTXS. Yeah. So, so you need, you'll have a lower fee if you consolidate, but it hurts your privacy because it links all the transactions. So you need to do like a combination. Like if you want privacy and a lower fee burden in the future, you need to do a combination of Wasabi, then consolidate afterwards. Don't consolidate it all into one massive UTXO, but consolidate into smaller batches that are still reasonably sized. Um, you know, like over, I don't know, like, at least 0.2 Bitcoin. Um, That's why I think, like, if you're thinking long term, I think, like, 0.1 is enough. Eh, you know, it's a, it's to each their own. It's yeah. a balance. It's a balancing act. Um, but the, the higher the UTXO, the better fee percentage you're basically going to get. Um, and then, of course, SegWit addresses will have a lower fee burden, especially if you use the native SegWit address, which is a, starts with BC1. So you want to use the addresses that start with three and BC one because if you use the the original addresses, the ones. But Matt, you're storing you're storing UTXOs and addresses that that Satoshi doesn't. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> um, yeah, I 
I don't believe the fun about Segwit, you know. I store all of my coins in, in Segwit addresses. Nothing has been taken yet, so. Yeah, no, there's was, that. was a slideshow. Obviously. I've gotten that. People have, so, so the, you'll have much lower fees if you use Segwit addresses. So you consolidate into a Segwit address that you control, and then you'll have the lowest fees possible. And then the last but not least is if you, if you open Lightning Channels now, they could presumably be the gift that keeps on giving. Yes. So, it, again, better to be prepared than to have fees run up and not be prepared and uh, it become uneconomical to transact on-chain. Uh, so if you have these lightning channels set up beforehand, you'll have some spending cash. And this is a harsh reality of, of, of having scarce block space. Well, you know, censorship resistance isn't free. It's going to come at a cost. And as, as more people use it, that cost is going to rise in, in Bitcoin terms. Um, yeah, so you just, you know, be prepared. I mean, you... And if you actually go back to, like, the, the fee crisis caused by Satoshi Dice in 2011, in Bitcoin terms, fees are, are still much lower now. Yeah, sure. that's what... The two charts I posted, we'll link to them in the... They, they, they show it all in Bitcoin terms. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, actually, through all these efficiency improvements and stuff, like, fees are at all-time low. Uh, where they were at least like yeah. a month ago. No, this is always a good time to remind people that, uh, yeah. again, people have the the uh, basically the converting costs that they take into consideration and price everything in U.S. dollars. They see fees going up in USD terms as the price goes up, um, but you really have to look at this at a, a Satoshi per byte yeah. level. And what's cool about Lightning is Lightning changes the equation. You know, Bitcoin transaction fees are are priced based on how big your transaction is. That's why the the higher number of UTXOs that go into a transaction uh, increases the fee. Even if that's like a 20 cent transaction, if it has 20 different UTXOs, it's going to be more expensive than a $1,000 transaction that's one UTXO. Uh, with Lightning, it flips the script. Your fee is based on how much money you're sending. So if you open a channel for say, the, 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 high, the bigger the channel you open, the lower the fee impact of the individual fee will be for you both at the time and going forward. Yeah. So again, better to be prepared than, uh, than have to panic when the time does come. Oh, also the other thing that should be mentioned is that you can always like, if you're willing, these consolidation transactions and the lightning opens and stuff aren't time sensitive. So you can use a lower fee and wait, you know, a day, two days. If you're willing to wait, which you should be, if you, if you plan on holding this long term, like you can send a, a low fee. Yeah, when you're sending to yourself, don't automatically click the fast button on the fee selector of whatever wallet you're using. Like, that's completely unnecessary. First of all, worst case scenario, worst case scenario, your transaction never gets confirmed and you send a new transaction. Like, you don't lose funds. There's no way that picking too low of a fee loses you money if you're sending it to yourself. Like, if you're sending between your own wallets... You know, don't worry about being too aggressive on the on the fee. Yeah. Patience. It's yeah. a virtue. Be aware, freaks. Um, speaking of setting up like lightning channels and nodes, you uh, have been experimenting with uh, the Noddle node. How's that been? We're Noddling. We're Noddling hard. The Noddle is fucking badass. The thing's a, for the price and everything is just a beast. Yeah. It's an absolute beast. What's the pro what's the uh, what's the process been like? Um so they have it set up. It's all, it's, you know, 
it takes it's it's a little bit of uh you can see the path they're going and it's going to be way more user friendly in the in the future but it's a nice balance right now of power and user friendliness um all the when you just when you open it up you just it's like one button clicks to launch bitcoin to launch lightning they have ride the lightning is integrated now um which is fucking badass way of monitoring your node uh and then it easily it easily give you instructions to easily set it up with with jewel and zap um so that you know it's not like they don't have their own app they don't have all this stuff but it gets the job done uh doesn't really care about being pretty but you have a you have a gui you have an interface there's no you don't use command line um and it's just a really powerful, nice, discreet box at like an affordable price. What is it? I think it's like three hundred dollars or something like that. I think so. I believe so. Um, they're like that. That's crazy. That, their margin is too low. There, like you're getting a great deal on that box. And and so going through the testing, and the fees went up a little bit quicker than I'd expected as well. So I was like, let's let's bump up the liquidity of this node. Um, really run it through its paces. Uh, so if so, I I tweeted out yesterday on Twitter. You know the big thing with Lightning is you create a one-way cha- uh, bi-directional channel from one direction. Um, you only have liquidity in one direction. If I make a channel to you, it, that only does outbound liquidity. I can send out through your node. Mm-hmm. Um, where a lot of people are having issues are the inbound the inbound liquidity. So what I said is if you open a channel with us, we will reciprocate and open a channel back to you if it's over 2 million Satoshis, which is about $100. And the reason it's I put a higher limit to it is because, first of all, until we do multipath routing, the higher the limit, the bigger the transaction that can go through it. So it gives you more flexibility. And the second thing is the fee burden's lower if it's a higher amount that you're putting in there, right? You don't want to like pay these fees and then only put in $15 or something like that. Right. So um, if you need inbound liquidity, connect, open a channel to our node, and I'm just, I'm look, I'm going through it, and I'm just reciprocating whenever I see it. You don't even have to DM me or anything if you don't want to. I'll just automatically reciprocate it. That's like an open offer for at least the next couple of days <laughs> until it gets too reckless. Uh, <laughs> but, uh yeah, so that's bad. No, the Noddle's been handling it like a fucking champ, man. Yeah. It's just, it's Sh- just really... Shout out to that team. Also in Malta, really I believe they're going to um, present the Noddle as well. I had the pleasure of uh, meeting Keto Miner and... Um, gosh, I'm fucking blanking on the... I don't know how to pronounce his tag, at least. Uh, yeah, Alakusha or yeah, something like that. I mean, that's not your fault. It's, de- ridic- it's like Ask You We Too or something. Yeah, it's Ask ridiculous. You I had the ple- well, I had the pleasure of meeting the two gentlemen behind Noddle while in uh, Paris uh, over the winter. And very, very smart, diligent team. Yeah, they're in Malta right now, too, giving a talk. That's part of the reason why I have FOMO, because I was talking to them. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely watch that presentation. And also, I forgot to mention, I named our node Stacking Sats. And then it also says there... Uh, RHR and TFTC. So if you search for any of those in Zap, the node will come up. Super simple. Bang bang. Yeah. No. This is uh something we're excited to do, and something it's like going to be more a part of what we do is experimenting with this stuff and interacting with you freaks uh, on the podcast and then on the Lightning Network as well. 
Oh, that reminds me too. Willow Byrne right now, today he said he's got something cooking up for us for Jewel. Did you see that? I did not see that. Yeah, he's like, open a channel with me. Last night he was like, open a channel with me for at least 700,000 sats. I got something cool that you're going to need the inbound, you're going to need the outbound liquidity for. Hell yeah. So he might like, I'm not sure if that's going on right now, if he already tweeted about it, but it's going to happen at some point today. Opened a massive channel to him. So if you connect to me, you could probably use it too. I'm not sure how, wh- what he has in store for us. Bang, bang. There's a, a lot of Lightning Network talk this episode. Bolts, uh, inbound capacity tool, similar to the uh, loop tool that we talked about last week or the week before. Yes. Was that last week or the week before? One of those. It was one of those. So I think it was last week. Yeah. Because they even say in the post, like, thanks for beating us by a week to announce. Yeah. Um, so Loop uh, was released by Lightning Labs, and Bolts is a separate team and similar concept where you're creating inbound liquidity. Uh, well, you're not like creating it. it. Or, yeah, you're not. Cre- well, it's a way to get inbound capacity by doing atomic swaps. Right. So there's two ways to get inbound capacity. Right. You could either have someone open a channel to you, um, or if you open a channel to someone else, as you start paying through them, you gather inbound. Li- uh, inbound capacity right so like it's like imagine a uh what are those what are the thing that you, abacus like an abacus with the beads on the abacus as mm-hmm. you move funds over to the other side all of a sudden you can receive them again um so this basically makes it so like you send it to loop but you're sending it through a submarine swap and then it comes back to your bitcoin address so you're really sending it to yourself and Just- i think they take a little fee and then and so you get that extra inbound uh, capacity, yeah, which is what Loop does as well, and then atomic swaps are just like, yeah, just hurt my brain because they're also having, like, I think, like a fucking disclaimer, fucking hate Litecoin. I think <laughs> they support they support Litecoin there, so you can go submarine swap from because they do the reverse way too, so you can go Bitcoin to them and then they pay out to a Lightning to a Lightning node. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do the same with Litecoin. So you can actually onboard onto the Bitcoin Lightning Network with Litecoin. Did you see Charlie Lee took the yeah, Lightning Yeah, I torch? saw that. That's why I... Yeah. I, yeah. What are your thoughts on Charlie Lee? I feel like I'm not... If you want to hear my thoughts on Charlie Lee, you can go back to the first episode I ever recorded with Marty where <laughs> I got quite passionate about Charlie Lee. So you can go back to that. It was like about a year ago. Um, I'm not going to reiterate it. But, uh, yeah, so this is one tool for inbound liquidity. And then there's two other ways you can get inbound liquidity. Pierre, where well, you can connect to us and we'll reciprocate. Pierre has a tool on his website, which is dope. Where well, he's can, got a whole new landing page for it now, it yeah, looks like. You can either pay directly for inbound liquidity, or which he charges a fee for, or you can... Um, if, you send, if you open a channel with him and then you go to his site and you paste in your public key... Uh, he will reciprocate the amount you sent him for only the transaction fee. So he basically calculates his Bitcoin transaction fee and then you pay him in lightning like the 70 cents or whatever, which is pretty badass. And I tried out the tool. It like works like right away. It's really cool. Really appreciate everything Pierre does. Pierre's um, been crushing it, man. Uh, yeah. The new launcher is, I I used it. I think I talked about this already, but I used it a couple of weeks ago. But I just updated it a couple of days ago and like checked in and like he's building on it nonstop it's so badass the node launch is what i use to send the lightning payment to jack is it yeah Boss. i use zap and lnd through the node launcher but uh and then the other the last way 
which is like a little hacky way that I've been using to get inbound liquidity, um, is you can create a custodial Bitcoin, a custodial Lightning wallet on like Blue Wallet, and then you send Lightning, a Lightning. You open a channel. You open a big channel with Blue Wallet, and then it's basically like a custodial version of Loop, or Bolts, and then you send them. You send them big payments with, with from your non-custodial Lightning node to your custodial Lightning wallet, and then and then you cash out that to to Bitcoin. It's a nice hack. Yeah. So then you get a bunch of inbound liquidity from Blue Wallet. Did you come up uh, with that yourself? Yeah, I was just like fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all about hacking here. Ideas. That's crazy. So that's the thing. Like when we uh, we got mad at ourselves about f- fucking up the Eclair thing last week. That's what like came to the forefront of my mind. It's like becoming hard to keep up with all this. There's so much. It's stuff. always been difficult to keep up with this shit. That's why we do the podcast. Yeah, it's like there's so much going on. It's crazy. And there's so much of it is noise too that you have to cut through t- to get to the good stuff. Like, like people who call themselves curators and then send out like 30 tweets about a weekend news when there's only like four or five big things that really happened, like aren't doing anyone a service. Like that's even, that's just shows how much noise there is in the fucking space. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we try to do here is, is get through to the good stuff. Um, speaking of good stuff, speaking of fees, which has been a hot topic in this episode, Veriblock, uh, very, uh, very contentious project in the space right now. Uh, they were in the news this week because their initial, Exchange offering. I guess we'll. Should we? Let's explain. Bear oh, block. We're, we're not going to call them IEOs, first of all. <laughs> and is it exchange or is it equity offering? Uh, what basically? Does the E stand for exchange or equity? So the way I understand it, it's an initial exchange offering because the exchanges are taking on the uh, basically the risk of launching. The, they're like the underwriter in the IPO. Yes, yes, exactly. And they're basically facilitating the the coin distribution, and that's why it's an it's a fucking ICO. It is, but it's facilitated by the exchanges. An IEO, you need to change it. You got to rebrand. ICOs are bad, dude. You got to pivot. Okay, well, for at least a couple months, I'm gonna hold firm on this as a principle and only call them ICOs because I still think they're ICOs and it's ridiculous to change the name. And then maybe if they're still calling them IEOs in like two months, I like coalesce and just call them that. Don't capitulate. Well, we'll see. We'll play that one by ear, but yeah, well, they had an ICO. So Veriblock had their IEO ICO uh, earlier this week and it sold out in 10 seconds and there are videos on Twitter. These people are so stupid. There's videos on Twitter of like uh, cube monkeys behind computers writing scripts to to buy up the supply. What'd you call them? Cube monkeys. Cute monkeys. Why that? Cube monkey. It's like a term. Oh, cube, cube monkeys. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, they have like click farms. Yeah, it's click. A click farm. It's like a bunch of people just sitting there, clicking through, clicking refresh. Yeah, and they so the whole supply was bought up in ten seconds. What do you think about this distribution model? You think it's a fair distribution model? This is like exactly why proof of work exists. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's what I wrote it's about. A, yeah, it's a like, civil resistant distribution system. Distri- you know, that that's that's not centralized. It's not controlled by any single party. Yeah. Um, so, but they could stop this by doing like KYC checks. I mean, it's fucking Bittrex. Like I hate KYC, but Bittrex is an American exchange, you know, that's supposed to be like regulated and all that jazz. So like, they're like really playing with fire. I'm pretty sure they have like an ex department of justice member on their board too. Yeah, They're like, 
Yeah. They cleaned up their act like in the mid 2017 as Polo did too. Yeah. Well, let's stick on Veriblock here. So that's just one facet of it is they did for some reason they need a token. Um, and then let's talk about the function of Veriblock, which has been uh, a, a topic of contention in the quote unquote Bitcoin community for a few months now. They had their testnet going and it was very obvious that uh, they were the cause of a lot of the daily transactions on the network. Um, they shut their testnet down, transactions went down, and now they're on their mainnet, and uh, so they're live again. And basically what Veriblock does is they hash transactions into the Bitcoin blockchain using an op return function, which is very data intensive. Um, and they basically are securing other chains by hashing their states into a Bitcoin transaction. Is that correct? They're like securing... They're securing altcoin chains in the Bitcoin blockchain. By hashing states, right? Yeah, yeah but just, like hash, hashing what their blockchain is. Right? Yeah, yeah. At any given time. Yeah. And uh, I'm not... And and the key here is that... So like other teams were doing this, like Komodo was doing it. But the way it was described to me was that this is done in a more trustless, tr trust-minimized way. Um, I've not looked into the system at all. I don't think you really have either. I, I did. Actually, uh, Ambroid, who's a trader, who's been on crypt Bitcoin Twitter for a while, he wrote actually a pretty extensive piece on Veriblock. I read, read through it uh, yesterday, skimmed through it. Um, but yeah, it, it was all around the so op return. Like, what is the... So the token is involved in making it... I did not try and... You know, that's what that's where I really fall flat is where the token the, gets value. I from. think it's the price to get your data hashed. Uh, it fluctuates based on what the Bitcoin fees are. Maybe I'm not sure. In the, I think this is more relevant to talk about it in like a, a bigger scheme of things. I think that it's a positive sign for both the space and Bitcoin to have altcoin chains secured with Bitcoin, um, the 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 most secure chain. What, isn't it ironic at that? Doesn't it prove that no, like they're it, somewhat irrelevant? Or yeah, sure, but it, yeah, basically turns them into side chains or layer two networks, whatever you want to call them. Um, it's effectively the same thing. It's a different trust model than the main chain that might give you some different features or something uh, with like a utility token that has like debated worth. Like definitely, it's not a fixed. It's you know, it's not something like Lightning that is. That is fixed one to one. One to one peg, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, well, I would push. Pierre's Pierre made a good point on Citizen Bitcoin. I listened to his episode. I haven't listened to your episode yet. I saw that you dropped yours. Um, that we shouldn't call the lightning the lightning a peg. It's not. It's not really a Ooh. peg. Implies that there's like an entity that's making sure that the price of two different baskets stays together stays together because it's really locked up bitcoin right yes it's it's, it's yeah. locked up yeah um that, that is a very good point but uh yeah so i mean i think it's a positive sign that altcoin chains are secured and uh when we're what's interesting is it kind of creates an incentive to attack altcoin chains by if if the veriblock token goes up in value the more people who use veriblock i'm not sure if that's the case but if that is the case it kind of incentivizes them to attack altcoin chains which is kind of an interesting incentive mechanism yeah it's uh we've talked about this before why haven't people attacked it's because you don't have the the ability to profit with on the short side for a lot of these right but if they if they attack right if they attack an altcoin chain then that altcoin chain might start using veriblock to secure their 
to secure their chain. Yeah. So, and it, it so it also begs the question, like, is there such thing as spam? Uh, no, there's no such thing as spam. No such thing as spam. There's such thing as someone spamming the network, but I with wouldn't like, class like a dust spam. No, I think like, I think we can we can call out when we think there's a couple actors, like a few group of people that are intentionally filling up with filling up the network with transactions that they are only doing to fuck with Bitcoiners. Search, search, uh, our boy Laurent MT, his, uh, Bitcoin's Moby Dick series in which he dove into the, the UTXO dust spam attacks of 2015, 2016. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, so like that is definitely uh, an attack of sorts. But I would I would refrain from saying that any tra- any transaction that pays a fee that's accepted is a valid transaction. It's not who decides what's spam and what's not spam in a global Unregulated. distributed network. Yeah. yeah, and no, and it it we saw this happen with Satoshi Dice. It got too expensive for them. It got uneconomical for them, and they eventually had to shut it down. So this is not before Eric sold it at the top. <laughs> Very smart man for a lot of Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, this is, this could yeah, play sold it all for Bitcoin. This could potentially play play out for Veriblock too if it gets too expensive. Uh, their business model could sort of fall apart. But we will be uh, paying attention to that. Again, theme of the episode: just be prepared if you need to consolidate some stuff. Uh, just be aware that this stuff is going on and could be uh, uh, cause for some upwards fee pressure. Yeah, I mean, but someone we respect told us that. He he doesn't think that the Veriblock, uh, that they really get priced out the way they have it set up. But I, I couldn't really follow why. I think they make less transactions the more uh, the fees go up. Yeah, so it's yet to be seen if the fees increasing will make it impractical. But we'll yeah. see. Yeah. yeah. We Either shall way, see. fuck you know, fuck the token. Don't don't touch the token. <laughs> um, what else do we got here? And Jeff Garzik's involved with that project, and he go fuck himself. So. He is involved with that project. Uh, we're 45 minutes in. That's all the topics we have. What else should we riff on? Oh, well, we have, this was a earlier morning podcast and it's on a Friday. We, I, I have to get back to work. You have your friends coming in and, and then I, I plan to go pretty hard tonight. So we, we unfortunately did not drink in this episode. I tried the John Dilly approach of, of over caffeinating instead, but we have, um, Three bottles that were donated by guests that I wanted to give them a shout out for, even though we're going to be drinking them next episode and the episodes to follow. Yeah, we're going to shout out to at RyanBTC21 on Twitter for giving us two bottles, a bottle of Buffalo Trace and a bottle of McAllen 12. Beautiful. Ryan, thank you, bro. He's like, I know Marty likes his bourbon, so. I do like my bourbon. I do. Maybe too much. Have you had Buff Trace before? Yes, I've had Buff Trace. He wanted to know if you like it better than Bullet. Uh, I have not had it in a while, so I'll I'll we'll I'll see. let you know after I taste Maybe it. Maybe we'll have a taste test in this next episode. We shall. We I think shall. I like Buff Trace better. I'm not. Uh, I'm a big bullet guy. Big bullet guy. And we got a shout out to Mac, aka at Bitcoin Bing Bong on Twitter for the Epsilon Repasado. I'm guessing that's a. It's his favorite tequila. It's a tequila. I'm a big tequila guy too. Tequila is my. Uh, it gets me warm. It's a happy drunk. I love tequila. And we, I think we should uh, we should say drink responsibly. Uh, Absolutely, we do not uh, we do not uh, encourage binge drinking or or anything like that. 
No, definitely do not binge drink. No, do not do not be like Uncle Marty. I don't binge drink actually. I haven't binge drank in a while. Drink, drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Stay humble. Drink responsibly. And spe- speaking of stay humble and being responsible, I think we uh, we agreed earlier this week to bring up with stacking sats. Uh, we're getting a little too uncomfortable uh, sharing screenshots of the amount of sats you're stacking, especially if you're not a not on Twitter. Yeah, and even if you are, it's a little bit. It's really bad opsec. So yeah, just be aware. And if you do do it, like keep it to a lower amounts. Like when the start flashing the big amounts. It's yeah, stop flashing thousand dollar buys and stuff like <laughs> stuff like that. Be, 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 just be aware. We want to. I mean, and we love the interaction. It's been incredible. This started organically. It wasn't even us. It was. Yeah. Was, awesome. uh, uh, was it Crypto Humor 69? Who was it? Crypto Humor 69 and BTC Spot. BTC Spot. MBit, I think, also. Yeah. At MBit or something yeah, like MBit. that. Yeah, um, MBit. And it was all organic. And, it's, and that's been a great thing about stacking sats. It's been organic. And you guys should be stacking sats any way you can. Lolly, Honey Miner, whatever it is. Um, just be careful of your OPSEC. And we, I mean, we just wanted to put that out there. I think that's a good warning. Also, use Wasabi when you withdraw. True. Yeah. Always. And if you're using Cash App, you got to wait for Pack 32 uh, enabled. Are they enable that yet? No, yeah. So you, no, so you just send to Electrum or Samurai, and then you send to uh, Wasabi. Yeah. Um, or Trezor. Trezor accepts. Trezor can send to Pack 32 like yeah. Trezor's web wallet. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to be on a bit of a conference tour this summer. We're going to be at Bitcoin 2019 in San Francisco at the end of June. And then we're going to be at the BitBlock Boom conference Uh the beginning of August. I think we're going to do a couple live episodes of Rabbit Hole Recap. I know you freaks like that uh, when we did it uh, for the 10th anniversary, and it's something I had a lot of fun doing. So I think it's we're going to try and spice up these conferences, again, a little bit more interactive with the crowd. So if you guys can make it there uh, to both Bitcoin 2019, which is being hosted by the, the wonderful people at Bitcoin Magazine, and then BitBlock Boom in, in August as well. And BitBlock Boom, we have a ref code for 30% off. It's RHR. RHR. And we do have a ref code for Bitcoin 2019. I do not have that at my hand right now, but we'll put it in the show notes. Probably um, TFTC, right? Yeah, I think it's TFTC or TFTC21, one of those. Uh, we got 10 minutes. Let's riff. How's, uh, how's life going? Life's going pretty good. I like when the price goes up. Right. My what? We my, haven't had that in a while. Right. We haven't. Focus, again, like the indicators going off text, DMs, Barstool radio shout outs. The, uh, the animal spirits may be back. Interest is peaked. What do you think this means? Or do you, like, is this the beginning of a big run or is this like a slow tremor? It's like, hey, people should wake up and pay attention. I mean, I think people should wake up and pay attention in general, uh, especially to Bitcoin. But, uh, you know, who knows? No one fucking knows. That's why I like dollar cost averaging. Um, And, yeah, I, you know, Bitcoin was trading in such a tight range that when you see the price go up so quickly, you have a lot of people who are sitting on the sidelines that overextend themselves and then buy too much up here and then the price like slowly moves down again you know so i think i mean i i i think that it's either this is the last head fake or we continue up from here steadily so you know either we like roll down i i don't think we'll break like that 3100 bottom but 
we could roll down close-ish to it because people overextended themselves a little bit and then we'll finally make the move up into the having and yeah no that's what it feels like it's like one of the i mean the candle was fucking huge like yeah that was if you're looking at the chart and you zoom out this chart looks so weird it, it gives everyone it makes everyone that thinks that they you know oh i can buy in when i want um it makes them take a pause right like they they the fomo like goes through them a little bit yeah let the fomo flow you know develop the stoic mindset and try not to get caught up in the euphoria uh, it's not easy yeah the only FOMO you should have is opening lightning channels before fees go up <laughs> what else is going on in the world of bitcoin uh yeah. any prs to talk about no nothing i guess that's it 52 minutes another, sh- another short one another short guy i uh oh should we did you did you no i'm not we shouldn't no drama everyone just like just relax a little bit hey, what were you gonna say what what were you gonna say did you see the peter rizzo mike dudas oh bullshit? my god whoa that was that was fucked up that was really hey hey called for we hear it at tales from the crypt we try to stay out of the fray all right that's what i said i don't want to bring up any drama yeah uh, i don't want to bring up any drama but I did. I did stamp Rizzo's tweet before he deleted it. Yeah, so. it was. Uh, he's stacking stamps. Did he delete it? He deleted. it. He said he wasn't going to. But now he can't anyway because I stamped it. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. Everybody take a chill pill. There's a lot of uh, in the quote-unquote crypto journalism space. A lot of a lot of yapping. I mean, like I kind of love the drama, but it's also it's just like the block came out looking much better from it, but they both. It didn't look good for either of them, I yeah, would well, say. When, uh, when my uh, tweet deck Bitcoin list starts looking like a, a Bravo uh, show episode, that's when it's like, come on, guys, let's get it together. I don't need any, we don't need any housewives yapping. Yeah, the real housewives of Bitcoin. Yeah. Are, uh, that'll, be, that'll be a horrible show in five years. It'll be a terrible show. Don't watch any like crypto mainstream content. Actually, uh, people like uh, what? What's the show? The Real Bros of Blockchain. <laughs> That'd be a good name. Eric Connolly's coming out th- with that. Speaking of Eric Connolly, I see uh, I see Turtle walking around here every once in a while. Um, the guy from Entourage. Yeah, Jerry Ferreira. Well, they're from they're from here, aren't they? Yeah, I think he lives around here. I saw him walking the other day. Takes the subway. Cool dude. Um, yeah, that's all we got this week, freaks. Thank you for joining us. If you like, please subscribe, rate, review. It helps. Anything you guys can do to pump Open it. a channel with us. Open a channel with us. Um, share the podcast with people looking to get in. If you have people uh, texting you this week like, oh, my God, what's going on with Bitcoin? Where can I learn? Point them in our direction. I think we're giving out some good signal here. Stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love, freaks. <laughs>